Ladies and gentlemen, you are now listening to Business of the Impossible. And now your host, James Lantaya. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Business of the Impossible. Boti episode 62. It's been a month. Been a while. Been too long. Hello. If you're returning, what's up? How you doing? You doing good? And if it's your first time listening, this is a show where I explore the minds of artists, creators, innovators, thinkers, and so much more. But episodes like this, where it's just me, James, rambling, rambling on about all the fun things that's been going on in my life. I say fun with uppercase and lowercase and uppercase. That's a big uppercase F, little case U, medium size M. Um, just trying to live a life, you know? You know? You know how that goes? So, a month's gone by since the last podcast episode, and uh, it's May. It's the May days. I, I don't know what that means, but it's fun to say. It rolls off the tongue, you know? What's going on with me? Well, um, I am still going uh, with the improv. I was over at the Nerdist School of Comedy, which transformed into the Ruby, which is, uh, I mean, it's the same place over on Sunset, Los Angeles, but they just kind of changed a little bit more of I guess the outlook or what they stand for. I'm actually not even sure how to explain it, but I'm gonna I'm just gonna find it and then read it out loud what the Ruby Theater stands for because uh, I think it's pretty important and it's pretty cool that I'm somehow involved thanks to Stephen Krimmel. Shout out Stephen. Uh, the Ruby, it's a vibrant comedy theater and school in Los Angeles, openly founded on the ideas or ideals of intersectional feminism run by women and POC people of color. Um, I like how I had to say POC, pieces of color, people of color. That's, that's, that's cool. That's, uh, I wasn't sure if I would still be a part of that because it sounds like it stands for something great. And, uh, I didn't know I'd be going into that, but I really love the class I am taking. It's level three, level three, uh, the Ruby. It's pretty cool. And I love my teacher. He's pretty fucking awesome. Um, Ptolemy is his name. Ptolemy? Is that, am I saying that right? Yeah, Ptol like, you know, Ptolemy the... Oh my god. I don't even know his last name. I can barely say his first name. But I love this class. It's getting deep. It's getting the theory of, of what improv is and and what what makes you laugh. What do you think is funny? Because that's ultimately what is important, you know? If we think it's funny, you do it. All right, so uh, my teacher was named after Claudius Ptolemy, which is the mathematician. A mathematician? The mathematician. So it's a, it's, a fun, it's a fun take, you know, on a teacher's name. That makes no goddamn sense. I have no idea what I said that for. Anyways, uh, he is on Westworld, which is on season two right now. Definitely watching that. And... Uh, I feel like I'm only watching Westworld 
Atlanta. Oh, I just started watching Barry. There's three shows I'm, I'm currently watching. Uh, I'm watching a bunch of different shows, I guess. Barry, I really like. Barry is from Bill Hader. Um, from SNL. Assassin. Hitman. Comes to LA. Decides to uh, take... Or I think he's following someone he has to kill. And he goes to an improv... Not improv class, that's what I'm taking. An acting class and decides to try out acting because it kind of... You know, it's exciting to him. He feels like it's something he's always wanted to do. And uh, he's got awful at it. But all the scenes in the uh, in the class they have is 100% accurate. If you haven't seen Barry, it's pretty goddamn hilarious. But it's, <laughs> I'm just laughing at how all the scenes were. Because it, it, it's fucking so appropriate. And how accurate it is and it just makes me giggle so much that they nailed it everything from it reminds me of everything i was doing in class really remind me of uh basically my training at bhb you know uh scene study class and when barry walks in this class he's observing a scene and it's from you know a handful of scenes from movies we all know and, and have seen if you've been in acting class you know what i mean if you haven't Goodwill Hunting, uh, one I've seen so many times. High Fidelity, scenes from that, you know, for for men and women. But uh, everything from little things like the teacher giving direction to oh, when the teacher comes to class, everyone stands up and claps like like that's what you do. This is normal, and it's just a fun, weird, offbeat show. And I like how they treat the uh, <laughs> the humor in it, but. When he murders folks, it's not very humorous at all. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I am still watching Atlanta as well, Donald Glover, and uh, I'd see, the second season is pretty awesome because they are really developing and and going up other characters. And the actress in it is also in Deadpool two, which I just watched, which I really loved. Deadpool two. Goddamn, I'm all over the place. Fun. So, oh god, so so much fun. It's a nice. Uh, break between the uh, Infinity War seriousness and just the silliness and self-referentialism of, of Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the after credit scenes are great. Um, by the way, my teacher's name from uh, my level 3 class, the Ruby, is Ptolemy Slocum. He plays the, their assistant with the uh, Asian dude, Leonardo uh, Nam. Great dude. I really, I really enjoy his outlook and his, his, his take on improv. And he mentioned something about improv, which made me like super happy because I think of improv in that way as, uh, Grant, I'm still really new to it, but he, he refused. I, I see improv as like, like mental mixed mental arts. And he referred to it as like, you know, karate for the brain, which is right and wrong, I guess. But I dig it, man. It's, it's so fun to delve into the acting part of improv and really making something out of this scene. It doesn't have to be funny, it doesn't have to be silly, but but real in some kind of way. I don't know. It's really hard to explain, but I'm enjoying this this next level on this journey of improv. It's giving me something to do. 
and to focus on, you know, all the creative mental things that we don't get to explore in everyday life as often as we do because we work jobs. I work a job and and uh, on days off like this, on a fun Monday, kind of misty morning here in Los Angeles, I, uh, I'm looking forward to class tonight. And uh, I was talking about TV shows. Those are the two TV shows I was talking about. Uh, I am watching an anime I, um, I started watching because it's about jazz. Uh, the anime is called, I'll give you the American version name, it is uh, Kids on the Slope. And the reason why I started watching is because I watched a breakdown um, about the musician Yoko Kano, who also did, I believe she also did um, Cowboy Bebop, and I forget the other one, but it's a, it's, it's such an odd TV show. A lot of Japanese TV shows, or at least the ones I'm aware of right now, um, it's from a manga series by Yuki Kodama and the adaptation is from Shinjiro Watanabe and Yoko Kano and him both worked on Macross Plus and keep Cowboy Bebop which the music for Cowboy Bebop is so so good jazz influence big big bebop bands and and some hip-hop beats but the uh the series is it's really, it's really interesting. It's about jazz. It's about these kids. And let me see. Let me get the breakdown so I get this correct. Uh, Nineteen sixty-six. Um, God, do I read all this shit? I don't really want to. Basically, new student, fish out of water, moves into no high school, and uh, meets like the bad boy of the of the school, and they kind of become friends. And the new kid is a classical pianist. And the bad boy is a drummer. And they team up and get a wacky adventure. No, they don't get wacky adventures. They just learn how to play jazz together. And I really love it because they it's produced, the music-wise is produced by actual jazz background. Uh, a guy who basically worked on a bunch of uh, jazz great great records in the past. And so they, they, they utilize, and each episode is a title from classic jazz albums. And it's really cool to see in this like animated jazz, and it's it's really it's really fun. There's like classic songs in there, like Art Blakey, Chet Baker, Bill Evans, uh, a lot of Bill Evans because of uh, the lead character plays piano and Bill Evans is a pianist, and it's just really fun. I really like it. And it's such a specific anime about like you know this club of of kids not even kids like these two kids and then someone's like uncle and then like a cousin plays trumpet so they have a drummer pianist uh upright bassist and a guy playing the trumpet it's fucking great it's also like interesting too because it's only one season and it's uh it's really endearing it's really all the jazz standards and all the the classicalness of it wrapped around this anime kind of kind of silly but kind of fun you know every now and then gotta check out some weird stuff like that uh, i gotta see i gotta see i also checked that it's another another anime talk, anime talk that's all i'm talking about i don't know the name of it but it's like a cycling anime and uh my lady k 
basically introduced me to it. I don't know why, actually. And again, it's about like it's high school kid, high school kids, an athletic club and cycling club joining, and one kid's like a natural, and he ends up joining because he uh, oddly races this other guy who's really good at it and does really well and holds his own. And uh, they're like, why don't you join the... Well, one wants to join the anime club, other one wants to join the cycling club. And the cycling club guy's like, why don't you join the cycling club? And that's where I'm at. Why the shit am I talking about this? Because I'm stuff that I am watching. Uh, I want to know what you're watching. And those two TV shows and those two animes is definitely thick on the brain. Thick on the brain. Um, last month, I went, or earlier this month, I went to the Huntington Library out in San Marino, Los Angeles, California. Not too far, like Pasadena. Uh, I've never been there. They have, it's a huge, huge place, like 100 plus acres of just beautifulness and gardens. They got like a Japanese garden, a Chinese garden, like a desert area. And uh, I think that what they were really featuring were the collected works of like uh, original writings. Like they had some like Shakespeare, Mark Twain stuff, and which I really dug. I really dug that. Uh, while I was there though, oh man, I, you can just see the pollen just blowing. And like people were like, it looked like it was like just, it was so thick, it looked like it was snowing. And for sure, I was like, oh, this is, this is going to suck tomorrow or later today. And it did, but it was so worth it because I don't get to go to the, the museums often. And it was nice to, this is like $30 though, expensive. Worth it. There's this installation they had. I don't know the name of it, but it's like, you can listen to the orbiting satellites. Um, I want to, I want to look it up because I want to give it the right name. But it was just a metal installation out, out in the outdoor area, like the desert garden that they had and satellites uh let's see satellite installation uh huntington i wish i can spell huntington right um let's see library I'm gonna cut this shit out anyway, so. Um, the Orbit Pavilion. Just looking this up. Huh. Cool. So at the Huntington Library, they had, uh, I think it was called like an orbit pavilion. That's what it, it was. And it's basically you can listen to the soundscape and like they, like it represents like the movements of like the International Space Station and other satellites. And so you can hear the, the sounds like interpret like the satellite missions. So it's not quite the actual sounds of them, but it's interpreted. And it, it's art. It's in this big like metal kind of shell and it's nice to like close your eyes and listen to what people interpret as a satellite noise that was the most intriguing part of this the whole museum trip and got a little toasty got a little sunburn it's nice out there but so much so much allergies all the pollen all the sneezing all of it just all of it so if you had a chance to check out the huntington library worth it for that worth it you know what else? I um, 
outdoor stuff, I uh, did the hike. I did a hike recently. The Eaton Canyon. There's a waterfall hike. It's like three and a half miles. That's fun. It's fun to go on a hike. I'm so close to nature. But I'm also like surrounded by urban jungle of Los Angeles. This desert. And it's nice to just get out and be in nature early morning. I pulled up to this hiking area. This young lady next to me in the car just taking hits off the vape pen. Just sucking the the robot wizard flute. Just just taking the old robot dick to the mouth. Taking a couple of hits. She went off in her merry way. I was like, that's a good idea. I don't have a I don't have a vape pen with me. But um the hike itself was nice. It's more around me the days of like hiking around in Malibu Canyon, catching lizards. And there's so many lizards out, I couldn't catch them. Not fast enough. Not a, don't have that childlike movement anymore. The reflexes aren't, aren't as fast. But the hike itself was nice. It just kept going down and down to this canyon. And we finally got to the waterfall. And I posted a video about that on the old Instagram. And it's it nice to get there, sit, listen to the waterfall. It wasn't a huge one. Not like the last time I went for uh, a hike. The waterfall was in Hawaii, and that was like massive. It was like you could feel the power of it. Here it was like, oh, cool, it's like the faucet's on. This is nice. Good job, good job, nature. Uh, this this one was nice though, just to sit and just breathe and feel feel nature. Was not high, natural high, mother nature high. Uh, and all I really thought about while listening to that waterfall is how much I had to pee, and I couldn't couldn't pee there. Because I just felt like someone walked by. So I uh, walked 10 minutes away. Uh, as we left the area. And just peed. Just peed. Staring directly out into na sunset. Not sunset. Into the sun. Not staring at the sun. But just peeing. Dick out. Sun beaming on it. That's freeing. You had a chance to just pee out in the open. I didn't pull them all the way down. Childlike. Just just slipped it out of the old pants. Peed freely. As soon as I got done peeing. Four young folks just walked Right on your by. Thank God I just stopped peeing. Or they would be like, cool, call my cops. And for sure, one of them when I got that on video. So my pee timing was great. Oh, that's a fun hike. That's a fun hike. Speaking of fun, I recently ordered... Or ordered, well, had uh, it delivered to my house. Ease. E-A-Z-E. -E. If you haven't heard of Ease, it is a delivery system. Now that uh, marijuana is quote-unquote legal uh get it delivered which i was very curious about because i'm not too far from the dispensary and the cool thing about that was you just sign up online you know take a picture of your id to make sure you're you're old enough and it's uh pretty easy so ease is uh pretty pretty convenient if you don't like going into a dispensary just because it's it's like it's really accessible accessible you know you just felt safe you could use your card don't have to pay for cash because uh, I like going to dispensary the reason why is because I feel like since I'm a barista I feel like it's the same way but also I never know what to expect you know it's a nice way to like okay let's practice some conversation with these folks who are may or may not be high and every and every time I've been to a dispensary everyone's very pleasant except for one time he's these young ladies were like, clearly just wanted me to get the fuck out of there. And uh, that was over at Mota. Not a fan of that place. Cool name, cool idea, good branding. Your bud tenders, uh, they dum-dums. 
But this place I go to now, uh, fantastic. Everyone's real cool. But I wanted to try, I want to have a new experience. So I, I, did, I ordered from Ease, and they have an online menu. And so I picked up a couple of uh, flowers, uh, a new Pax vape pen, which is pretty dope, and some gummies, and a cartridge for the Pax uh, vape pen. Really easy! God damn, so easy. Uh, less than 15 minutes. I just picked it out, paid for it with my card online, and they delivered. And when the guy got here, they, they basically, you can keep your, your browser open and let you know. It gives you a countdown to see how, how much time or time to delivery is. And I get text messages, you know, like, hey, just letting you know your delivery's on the way. Anything I should know. So I gave him the, the gate code. And my, other, my delivery driver's name is James as well. And so I get a call, and uh, I was like, hey, this is James. He's like, hey, this is other James. I'm here with the delivery. So I go downstairs. I'm like, that's cool. He doesn't have to get into the gate. I guess he didn't get the text. He, when I get down there, he's kind of, I can, I can hear it. He's like, <sighs> like breathing kind of heavy. And I was thinking, like, damn, this motherfucker run here? Or what's going on? And <laughs> I open the door. He's like, oh, sorry. I just saw you gave me a gate code, and I let him in. And we're there doing the exchange, you know? And he uh, he has this bag. It's a really like clean looking, simple bag. It's a little small tote, recyclable. And he says, "Here's your delivery." And he shows me the. I give him my ID. Looks at it, checks it out, has me sign on his phone, and uh, I'm all set. And he's still like, he's like, "Oh my Jesus, did did you park far and like sprint here?" I almost wanted to give him a water. That's how I felt like, "Hey man, you okay?" He's wearing he's wearing like khakis and like a polo and. Those, like, only way to describe these glasses is uh, pedophile glasses. I'm not saying it's pedophile, but you know what I mean when I say pedophile glasses. Those kind of glasses. <laughs> and uh, I was like, hey, other James, you okay? He's like, yeah, yeah, just, uh, you know, just, just jogged over here. I'm like, from where? Where did you jog over from? But anyways, I was just, all right, I was like, all right, thank you so much, man. I'm like, hey, can I give you a tip? And he was like, yes, please. I'm like, bro, I should give you a Gatorade, too. But I gave him a tip. On his merry way, I went upstairs, and it was just so easy. It came in like in this sealed package of all my goods that I ordered. In a sealed package, and it's professionally done. Felt easy, felt safe. I like it. I think uh, if I ever need to order again, I don't mind going to dispensary, but it's also convenient, convenient for someone to come drop it off. Also felt like it's the future. I could do this. The last time I uh, talked about was going into a dispensary and just how easy it was and this is pretty easy too so I definitely suggest ordering from Ease if you're, the state you live in is you know it's illegal super easy just signing up and getting it delivered it's like it came faster than ordering Postmates Chipotle which I don't suggest I don't know just it's expensive might as well just go to Chipotle same, you can say the same thing about dispensary, but if you don't feel comfortable, Ease is the way to go. E-A-Z. I wish they were sponsoring this podcast, because I, I, I'd gladly welcome a sponsor. You know what I mean? You know what I mean. Um, I, I recently had my, uh, if you don't know, now you do know, because I'm telling you, been taking Wing Chun, it's traditional, traditional martial arts. Um, familiar with Bruce Lee. That was his first martial art. Popularized by the recent 
string of Donnie Yen movies, Ip Man. And I had my next belt, belt, uh, sash testing. Colors of sash is equivalent to colors of belt. <clears throat> I don't know why I'm so coffee right now. Because I'm drinking coffee. I'm coughing. Also, maybe I'm a little rusty. I haven't done this in a month. I apologize. I'm letting myself down. I hope I'm not letting you down. It's okay. But my recent testing was great. I didn't have to do a lot. I just did... Uh, so within each color, you do a couple logos to then move to the next sash color. I was moving up to dark blue, which is like starts at white, light blue, uh, medium blue, now dark blue, <clears throat> which is considered advanced, I guess. Now, uh, I'm leading with this story that leads into another story about self-defense. That's why I'm leading off with this. So, this test was great. It was only one logo. I didn't have two. The last test I did, I did was too much. I did it was two logos, and it was a lot of material. And a lot of it is drilling. You do drills, then you do techniques against an opponent. That means, how do you do against an opponent, right? You also do a complete form of the first form. There's three different forms. So the first form complete, you did some drills and some techniques. Now, this, is the, this test, I felt very confident. I felt that I prepared well mentally, which is a big thing, and physically. But I learned a lot from watching other students, my classmates, my friends there, and I can see how mentally you need to be very prepared, like any, like a test, any kind of test, but physically, obviously. <clears throat> this one I felt sure, and I felt proud taking the test. I felt good, and it was nice to feel that way because I'm looking forward to the next testing, which will enable me to start working on uh, the Mukjong, which is, I think I'm saying that right, the wooden dummy. If you ever seen that movies where someone's practicing on a, this wooden, like, form, uh, that's what I get to work on next, which is really cool. Now, uh, I'm going to keep taking this until it serves me. I would like to keep continuing because uh, it's challenging and I want to be able to have that, that background and also move on to something else to see how, just keep challenging myself. That's what it's about, right? Improv keeps me balanced. This martial arts keeping me balanced and I've been doing a lot more running. So like all that helps out with like working, you know, my, my, my day job, including acting as well so uh the test went well i passed and i'm moving on and it's, it's nice to have that now my day job i work as a barista and oftentimes it gets it gets busy and, and we don't have to deal with a lot of rude customers at all everyone's very pleasant every now and then there's some folks who are like sometimes a junk person will come in or sometimes uh unfortunately there's there's folks who are uh, on drugs they come in and you have to escort them out um, we have a handful of folks who are kind of rude but that's just them you know whatever's going on in their life but there's one particular customer we've had that was just rude to other customers and and, and rude to the, our staff and just I don't think he was right unfortunately I don't know his story I don't know if he's on anything, off anything, but I've tried not to avoid this guy, but not to just engage, meaning get your stuff, get out. But 
this past weekend at an incident where, um, and this is a fun story. This may or may not have happened. So I got to say that because, you know, so I'm at the register. I'm helping this, this man and there's people there already. And this guy has a history of kind of all this stuff and I don't want to get too much into it. But this guy was rude to the people at, that were like deciding. They're like, oh, you can go in front of us. And this guy, this gentleman, we'll call, we'll call him a uh, crazy man. Crazy man. He was like, to these people, they're like, oh, you can go ahead. He's like, yeah, thanks. Good, good, yeah, yeah. There's a line over there. And he looks at me and just, pfft. I'm like, okay. And he's like, excuse me, there's some little space, little space, please. And use that little, like, flicking hand motion, which is already annoying. And I already, I can feel it. I can feel like this is, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh my God. This, I have to, like, I'm biting my tongue not to say anything. Because, you know, it's a customer, but I was also getting fed up with it. I almost, I want to tell this motherfucker to leave. Get the fuck out of here. You can't be rude to customers. So he proceeds to order them with me. He's like, I'll take a chocolate chip cookie, cappuccino in this water. You got that? And I was like, fuck you. In my head, I'm like, fuck you. You fuck. But I didn't say that. I just nodded my head. You know, a nod. I start to ring him up. And he's like, did you get that? Because you're not acknowledging me. Did you get that? And I was like, god damn, dude. You're about to get slapped. Didn't do any of that. I just said, got it. You know? Tell him how much it is. He throws the money at me. Not at me, but on the, on the, on the counter. I'm like, come on, man. Come on. So, I give him his change. He's like, yeah, I'm glad you got that. Thanks. So, ah, at that moment, I can feel myself going, all right. And I went, you're welcome, like the way he did it. And I can tell that made him angry and upset because he kind of like screwed off like a little scared boy throwing a, a hissy fit. I apologize to the next customer. Now, while that's going on, there's about four to five different people in line already. There's a, there's a, I know this guy because he's about six, five, like really nice worn blue chore jacket, like a chore coat, workwear coat. Beautiful gray beard, nice hat with a cool pin from a coffee shop, a local coffee shop called Woodcat. I've seen him in before. He's a regular. Nice guy. He sees all this. The two ladies, I apologize. They were like, I told them, sorry about that. And they're like, oh, it's okay. Um, it happens. I was like, unfortunately, it happens a lot when he comes in. And they were like, oh, okay. They order. And so I look over to my coworker, Aaron, a gentle giant, our, our uh, beloved uh, resident. Oh, he just left actually. Shout out to Aaron. Uh, he was making coffee and my other coworker Lou was getting ready to leave. She was just kind of finishing up some duties and I look over to her and she makes that contact with me. And I was like, Hey, just, I kind of gave her like, Hey, just keep a lookout. And so she's like, okay. And as I helped the next gentleman, the, the giant gray bearded angel, uh, and a lady that was with them, uh, I see a crazy man walk by to the front of the counter, look at some coffee, a coffee bag from Kova and bring it back over to him where he's waiting for his coffee. And I was like, okay, A, I know he didn't pay for that because I was ringing him up. B, what the fuck, crazy man? And so I take the order from the great angel guy and I'm kind of distracted. And I look over at Lou and I told her to come over here. And I tell Aaron, hey, Aaron, uh, he didn't pay for that. So keep an eye out. I see him put that crazy man guy, he put that coffee bag down next to his bag that he just threw on there, displayed on the counter with his water and his chocolate chip cookie. And he walks over to the condiment bar, which is where we have sugar. 
to grab his crazy four packs of sugar he puts into a coffee. So my coworker Lou takes the register. I go and like walk over there to see if he's going to take this bag. Now I can't accuse this man of stealing something once he's stolen something. Also, I'm not sure what to do because I'm like, okay, do I call this dude out? I can't grab him or stop him. But so I'm kind of watching him. I see him. The way he puts sugar in is like real angry, aggressive. He like shakes it, throws it in there and, and stirs it and he just throws the spoon somewhere, which is if you do that, you dickhole. Don't do that. Put shit in nicely and, and put the sugar away nicely. If you use half the sugar and leave the other half the sugar, hey, no one's using that other half of sugar. Throw the sugar away. This fucking dude just puts sugar in and gets it all messy and shit. I don't know. Real problems. At this point, I'm already mad. I'm mad at like we're like, hey, I'm probably going to fight this fool. Which is not a good thing. And uh, my my boss, one of my bosses is there, Alan. And my other coworker, Jaime, is there as well. And I can see them. And I'm like, okay. If this happens, it's going to happen in here. And so I'm waiting by the counter area on the left side on his right. And I'm standing there. And I'm and I, this is the moment where I kind of allegedly instigate something. Because I'm standing there, not in his way, but to the side of him. And as he walks out, because I see him put the coffee in his bag, right? Which he's stealing. And as he walks by me, he shoulder checks me like some sophomore, sophomore high school bullshit. And it's not a hard sh shove. It doesn't hurt. But I'm like, okay. And at that moment, I was like, do I turn around and clock this fool with a one-two? But at that moment, I didn't even turn around. I was so fucking angry. I tapped him in the shoulder like this and went, okay. And I went straight to my, my boss, Alan, and grabbed him by his arm and pulled him into the back break room closet. I use the word break room because there's just a microwave in there and a stool. So we're in there. I didn't turn around, mind you. But we go in there and it's just two dudes. I'm taking off my apron and I'm like, hey, man. I'm going to go outside and fight Alex. And, as, and like every story begins with a man taking off his apron and say, I'm going to fight somebody. And he's like, well, what happened? I was like, he stole a bag. He was rude to customers. He was rude to me. He shoulder checked me. I'm going to go outside and fight him. He's like, don't do any of that. I was like, okay, so we need to ban him. And I'm like, at this point that my rage, uh, my, my rage vision is in closing. We're just getting narrower and narrow. And while I'm getting angry, Alan is so calm, so diplomatic. He's like, okay, don't do that. And I was like, hey, man, if he comes back, can I fight him off premises? And he's like, no, I need you to work here as long as possible. I'm going to go outside and handle this. So he goes outside. I have my apron in my hands. I'm sitting there. I'm kind of like shaking with anger and rage. Like I'm also like proud and ashamed of how much I want to fight this man. And also like proud also like how I was able to keep it together. Right. So I go back out there in like five minutes. I'm calming down and let's go back to the gray bearded angel. He's there and he's kind of like going, hey, like, listen, I, I kind of saw what happened. And uh, he did steal that bag. And when he ran into you and you said you tapped him to say sorry, which it wasn't a sorry. I was just kind of like really going like, okay, you little bitch. Uh, I saw that and he turned around and flipped you off and then he pushed us out of the way. And I was like, what? I'm glad I didn't turn around. There's a decision right there. Of all the possibilities, like Doctor Strange, 14 million versions of what had happened to way to win this conflict was me not to fight this guy. Because every, what all, anyone would have seen 
was they don't know the backstory of this guy, of crazy man. All they would see is this barista beating the shit out of this customer, and that's all they would see. Then I'd get in trouble, and then people were like, don't go in there, that barista will fuck you up. And while he's telling me this, uh, some other lady's like, hey, uh, yeah, I saw that too, and I'm sorry. There's two other ladies that he kind of moved out of the way, and they left. And so I look over, and I see crazy man out front putting shit in his bag to get on his bitch-ass bicycle, his mommy bike. And I am like, okay, do I go out there? And then my boss, Alan, comes over. He's like, hey, uh, which way did he go? I was like, he's out there. And as soon as I look out there, he's gone. Alan goes out there. I was like, hey, can I come over with you? He's like, don't go. Stay here. All right. So I'm coming down. Let's flash forward 20 minutes later. An hour later, Alan comes back. He's like, hey, man, how mad were you? I was like, I was fucking furious. And a scale of 1 to 10, I was a 12. Because I just, I just felt bad. I wanted to fight this dude. I was mad at customers. It's been a year since this fucking dude has been doing shitty ass stuff. And he was like, yeah, you were like vibrating with anger. And apparently, Alan confronted him. Told him he was blacklisted from the store. And that guy was calling Alan a bunch of names. I'm not sure. But he said, he accused, he said, you wonder if your baristas sexually assaulted me. And he was like grabbing his titty. And uh, Alan I apparently said, yeah, I'm sure he did that. But either way, you're blacklisted. So that guy's crazy. I'm glad we blacklisted him. But also there's a possibility of this guy coming back in, trying to start some shit. Which, uh, unfortunately, and fortunately, I'd be willing to start some shit. But I don't want to do that. I don't want to beat up an old man. Um, but goddamn, that's a crazy story, right? Coffee fights. You never want to like, I don't ever want to feel like that again. Uh, and I'm glad I can share that out loud in that coffee story, that coffee confrontation. Uh, God. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thinking about it now, I'm glad I did none of, nothing physical, nothing violent, because I wouldn't be able to tell the story. Uh, I wouldn't be able to, uh, I don't know if I'd be working there. Who knows? Who knows, right? But this is the only way I get to win. We blacklist the crazy dude, I get to tell a fun story, and I keep get to making be making coffee. So that's that's that. Damn, that was a long fun story. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, this is business of the impossible. I'm gonna try to uh, talk to you guys again. Hopefully this month. For sure next month. I got a couple of folks on planned. But stay tuned. I missed you guys. Uh, check out the Instagram business of the impossible. Um, also call this Boti for short. Also, I'm James, you're not, is my Instagram. Check you guys uh, next time. Also, I'll leave a link in the trailer for Lumpio with the Vengeance. Feature film I'm working on. Just released the new trailer. And uh, it's no longer called Lumpia 2. It's Lumpia with the Vengeance. Check out the link in the show notes. And i uh, love to hear from you guys. I will talk to you guys soon. I love you all. Peace.